Hey everybody, Shane Presley here, Rock Paper Podcast. Thank you for checking out another brand new episode. Today's features comedian Katie Hannigan. Had a lot of fun linking up with Katie on Zoom the other day and talking about her upcoming weekend here in St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, We talked about their live episode of Lady Journey Podcast. They'll be recording on Sunday, August 21st with the incredibly talented Nikki Glazier. So it's going to be a fun weekend out there at Helium. So grab some tickets and join us out there. And uh, you're going to hear all about it. And, of course, you're, well, we talk Lady Journey and a uh, bunch of other fun stuff. So hope you enjoy this episode. Do want to remind you, as always, Rock Paper Podcast is brought to you by Roughneck Beard Company and American Rambler, located here in St. Louis, Missouri, over in the Maplewood area. You can stop in and visit them or shop 24-7 at roughneckbeardcompany.com. Roughneck Beard Company is proud to present Roughneck Light. Finally, a lightweight beard oil that won't weigh you down in the hot summer months. Roughneck Light is formulated to have all the same benefits as our signature line with only half the weight. And it's got a cool, refreshing scent as well. Grab your bottle of Roughneck Light today, the summer beard oil, at roughneckbeardcompany.com. Use my code RPP15 during checkout for an exclusive 15% off your purchase, including all your favorite beard oils, beard balms, junk powder, their soaps and combs, and whatever you might need to take care of that beard and mustache yours. So, Again, check it all out, roughneckbeardcompany.com. Also, big thanks to my friends at Friendship Brewing Company in Wentzville, Missouri, serving up all your craft beer needs, over 25 rotating taps, uh, and all kinds of delicious food, burgers and nachos and flatbread pizzas and salads and all kinds of tasty things and you can come out there and visit them uh anytime during the week but they do some great live music on the weekends and uh this weekend you friday you can august 19th you can see steve kyle out there saturday august 20th jeff waltschauser and on sunday august 21st mickey scott Find their full listing of events and their uh, beer menu and food menu and everything else you might need at friendshipbrewingcompany.com. And uh, be sure to follow along with them on Facebook and Instagram. Again, uh, all your craft beer needs right here in Wentzville, Missouri. Friendshipbrewingcompany.com. Um, and that is it for me, everybody. If you need me, of course, you can always find me at rockpaperpodcast.com. Hit me up on the socials. Feel free to email me at rockpaperpodcast at gmail.com. I have a few of the boombox t-shirts available if you would like to help support the show in that way. I would love to mail you a shirt. Um, so let me know if you are interested, if you can email me and I will get that to you. That's it. Sit back, relax, and enjoy a brand new episode with Katie Hannigan. Um, podcast is kind of like a... It's like a radio show that's not on the radio. It's on, it's on the internet. Does that make sense? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> that's also like my mom. Uh, it makes it sound more confusing, doesn't it? Uh, it sounds like this. 
Hi, this is Katie Hannigan, and you're listening to Rock Paper Podcast. Rock Paper Podcast. This is beat paper, paper covers rock. Rock beats is the shame, covers nonstop, never know what new kind of guests that he's got coming at you. Live and direct on the spot could be rock, folk, country, or hip-hop, jazz. All kind of folks that he has could be an artist or a comedian to make you laugh on the Rock Paper Podcast. Double-decker fudge round, rolling round town, shame coming at you live and direct from ground zero. He's your hero, he's your bestie, Rock Paper Podcast with Shane Presley. Hey everybody, Shane Presley here, Rock Paper Podcast, coming to you from St. Louis, Missouri, hanging out on Zoom with Katie Hannigan. Welcome to the show, Katie. Hello, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Very excited to be here in my own home. All right, yeah. Yeah, this, uh, I haven't actually done this in a while. I've been, uh, I did a lot during uh, pandemic and everything, trying to link up with people across Zoom and stuff, made made it easy to keep the show going but i've been uh fortunate enough to like been recording a lot more in person so this That's is great a, yeah i prefer in person it's oh, nice yeah. just to you know know that the person you're with is wearing pants all right yeah <laughs> all right uh one of the uh the mo- the i don't know kind of the craziest ones that kind of came about during zoom though was uh stuff was i ended up linking up with um david Ruprick from supermarket Ooh. sweep Oh my God. I love, I love that show. I watched oh, yeah. it growing up. It was uh so that was just kind of a, you know, again, everybody's we're beginning of COVID everybody's stuck at home. I started watching some supermarket sweep on Netflix and I think I just put it out there on Facebook one day or something. I was like, it'd be kind of cool to talk to him about that. And then all of a sudden somebody tagged him in my comments and then he's like, yeah, I'll do it. And I'm like, all right, here we go. So next thing I'm so sit, awesome. sitting down talking to Dave Rupert. So that's so great. My favorite part of that show was when they would just go straight for the ham. They would just oh, yeah. fill the cart with yeah. the gigantic ham. And it was like hundred dollars, 200. I was yeah. like, ah, I love it. I love it. Yeah. It was definitely, uh, brought back a lot of memories of just those, you know, staying home sick or whatever from school and you yeah. watching supermarket sweep or, uh, price is right. And all the other, you know, shows that were of that era. Yeah. So it feels like now with inflation, it's like the exact opposite of supermarket sweep. I don't know how your grocery stores are now, but yeah. I'm going to the grocery store. I'm like cereal, $10. I'm like, let right. me just put this back. I'm put now I'm putting <laughs> maybe no watermelon this yeah. time. Right. So. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely uh, a little different these days. Um, but uh, yeah, so uh, you're uh, we just linked up the other day through the internet and uh, you said you were coming to town and wanted to, talk about uh the your upcoming appearance and so uh like i said i don't really know a whole lot about you uh so that's why i thought it'd be cool we sit down and talk a little bit and learn a little bit more of your story and uh what you got going on um obviously you'll be here in st st louis uh august uh 19 to 21 and uh that's part you were uh, doing a co-headline weekend with uh for your podcast, uh, Lady Journey, yes, with uh, with Sarah. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Sarah Talamash. Yep. Yeah. We're so excited. I know. I so appreciate you having me on the podcast. I can tell I love you already because, <laughs> you know, we both we both have glasses. It's All like, right. you know, smart people. You know, we just need to let's get together and read. Yeah. You know, um, but yeah, we're we I love St. Louis. I have been there several times. I love performing at the Helium. It's such like a gorgeous new club. The food is great. The audiences are great. And um, so Sarah and I, we've been doing Lady Journey. It's our podcast. It's a lifestyle comedy podcast. So it's just about like, you know, uh, I, I don't know if you've had this experience where you just get like violently into overnight oats for like a week. <laughs> All right. And you're like, oh, my God, like this is the new me. It, this is going to solve everything. I'm turning my life around. And then you just kind of immediately drop off and, and everything goes back to the way it was and, and everything's the same. And that's really what a lady journey is. So it's kind <laughs> of like a it's like we're making fun of like goop, but we're also it is authentically what we are. Right. So, so that's, that's the spirit of lady journey. It's like trying to make yourself better, but also accepting the fact that, you know, everyone is mediocre and there's just no way around it. <laughs> um, so we're really excited. This is our first show that we've done on the road and we have Nikki Glazer is going to be our special guest, which we're really excited about. So she's going to come on the podcast. We'll be talking about self-care we'll talk about f-boy island we'll talk about her new hbo special that just came out and you know we're just going to find out what her lady journey is and and we'll share we'll share a little bit about what's going on with us as well and we are partnering with a really cool st louis based women's collective it's called women's creative and they have a uh a shop it's called procure and it is in the foundry so we're going to be actually partnering with them to uh, help uh, promote. And we're going to be down around in the foundry, like shopping, picking out some fun stuff and just like doing a fun review of what's going on down there as, as well. So nice. I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's, that all sounds like a lot of fun that uh, uh, I've, I've been a, a fan of Nikki's for a long time. Um, obviously watching, watching her get started here in St. Louis and, and um, so great to see the all the success that's come her way, you know, especially now with the HBO special and, yeah. and everything. So she's, uh, it's really cool. I'm like, you know, just, we've never been like, you know, real friend friendly or anything. I just been a fan, but, uh, it's just, you know, makes me proud to see her sticking with it and, you know, having all these, these great opportunities come her way and stuff. So, um, it's cool. Absolutely. Yeah. She's, she's an awesome performer. I love watching her. Yeah. So that's, uh, so, uh, have you all been, friendly for a while or how that uh how they come about to be the be your first uh live guest uh well, for the for the we wanted to we wanted to do something um outside of new york you know we're we are doing we're doing recordings here we're doing guests even here we are doing guests via zoom because it's just easier for everybody's schedule sure. but we really wanted to do something live outside of the city and just challenge ourselves to you know take a big risk like we don't have a big st louis base mm-hmm. um but you know i think like when you are on this lady journey of you know starting a podcast and um getting it out there into the world you want to push yourself to like take a big risk of you know like we're, we're going out here we're gonna see what happens and and we're really looking forward to it. So we actually know Nikki Glazer from the New York comedy scene. Sarah and I both are um, stand-up comedians here. And, mm-hmm. you know, we're working the clubs, uh, you know, Comedy Cellar and New York Comedy Club and everything else. And, 
So, you know, it's easy, I think, to to say like, oh, who cares about our podcast? Like, we'll just kind of like keep it keep it on the lowdown. But, you know, we thought like, let's push ourselves to see if we can do something really fun and, and kind yeah. of celebrate that we've been doing the podcast for almost a full year now. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Very cool. Uh, yeah, I've been trying to do myself. I've been trying to do some things. I just, uh, threw a party, um, a couple of weeks ago since, ah. since my show is more, uh, there's also a lot of music involved. So I tried to mm-hmm. book a live concert and, uh, we, that's mainly what it was, was just the concert. I didn't really do like a, any kind of interviewing or anything, but, uh, mm-hmm. I recorded it all and I'll be cutting that up and putting pieces of that throughout the, uh, we, but that's what the, the party was to celebrate eight years and a thousand episodes of the show. So, uh, so that's what I'm going to try to capture that moment and, uh, put some of those in the south thousandth episode coming up. So that's awesome. But, I love that you did that. Oh uh, yeah. Thanks. Yeah. But it's, that's, what's kind of fun. It's fun to get the, you know, the something you've been doing, you know, just you and Sarah and a guest sometimes, but it's like, it's fun to like kind of open that door and let the fans in to, to participate and, you know, get, see if we can get a, an immediate live reaction from people. So it's going to yeah. be, it's going to be a fun weekend. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I'm really looking forward to it. And like I said, I just love St. Louis. I mean, I'm from the Midwest originally. I'm from Indianapolis. I've been in New York city now 14 years. So I do love to just get back when I can, you know, Indianapolis, St. Louis, um, I'll go to Madison or Chicago and just, I just love the, you know, getting outside of the city, uh, is great because, um, you know, it's just good people out there, good people. And I love just Midwestern folks. Love it. Um, What, what, uh, do you have, uh, something you've been thinking about, like, uh, as far as coming to St. Louis, like, uh, food and, or entertainment wise, is there, uh, get a good chance to be a tourist in the city yet? Well, so we're we're really looking forward to um, doing the foundry. I think what we're going to do is we're definitely going to procure. We're going to do our little shopping, which I'm like so looking forward to that because I'm like now I have <laughs> carte blanche to just like spend two hundred dollars. <laughs> that I'm like this is my work, yeah. <laughs> so I will be writing it off whatever Christmas <laughs> presents I'm buying for people there. So we're so looking forward to doing that. And then I think what we're also going to do is a a bit of a food tour around the foundry because we love food as well that's one of our that's one of our like topics that we love to go into we've been called like the delicious dish but real life so right. we'll probably do like a little tasting like sampling this sampling that like getting around and you know definitely we love carbs we love carbs <laughs> uh so we'll be getting into some pastries we're kind of like sarah is vegetarian i I'm not, but I just watched what the health. And now I think I am. I'm like, I'm vegan. I've never eaten bacon in my life. Meanwhile, I had it yesterday, but you know, one day at a time. So yeah, we're looking forward to, we love food. So right. any other restaurant recommendations, we'd love to hear that too. Definitely like a brunch, brunch spot. Yeah. 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 I mean, there's all kinds of great stuff. I do feel like, uh, you know, we're kind of, famous for some of our foods uh but none of it's yeah. uh for good reasons you know it's all <laughs> it's all uh deep fried and uh mm. you know and everything else so um so good yeah the emos pizza i know that's pretty uh pretty big Ooh. one uh for st louis you know the the thin crust and but it's like a lot of people are very uh against it i guess and you know people that are you know it's either you love it or hate it kind of thing a lot of people don't especially maybe from New York that are, you know, getting 
you know, more New York style pizza. It's nothing like that. Yeah. So uh, it's, I, I love all pizzas, though. Yeah. I like a thin I like, crust. I like a thick. I like the yeah. Detroit. You know, it, it is like it's like your children. Oh, you yeah. know, each one is special <laughs> in its own way. A deep dish. So, right. yeah. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm with you. I'm like, I don't I don't uh, I like them all. So they're all in various depending on the day. You know, sometimes I want a thick crust or something, but sometimes I want a thin crust of. You know, uh, but yeah, that's fun. It's, but yeah, like, I think, uh, the toaster raviolis is, a uh, kind of a, a, a big thing here in St. Louis too. And like, it's Ooh. one of those that everybody's like, what you, you guys deep fried pasta. Like that's, Ooh, uh, yum. Um, so Ooh, love it. No, so I love it. The last time I was there, I went to a brunch place. I cannot remember what it was. It was in Clayton where my, uh, it's close to where the club is. Uh, fantastic fantastic brunch and then we i went my cousin was here and my um opener julia johns we had a great great show we had martinis at the club we went i don't know where we were we were out on the streets and we went to some gorgeous little um we went to some gorgeous little bar with that was right by a cookie place i ran in the cookie place you know it's closing i'm like what cookies do you have they're like we all we have right now is you can pay nine dollars you can get the box of leftover cookies i'm like amazing <laughs> i have like two dozen cookies i'm just at the bar you know so we did that and then we went to um we also went to an, uh, the art museum um which was uh, unbelievable my cousin is a sculptor and so it was so cool to go through the art museum with her. I, I cannot remember the um, exhibit that we went to see, but it was a, a woman. She was a sculptor. She was like very active in the 70s. And she had all these, it was very abstract. It was so just interesting, you know, because I go to the art museum like I'm shopping. I'm like, I would buy this. I buy, you know, whatever. Right. I'm just like zipping through. My cousin, meanwhile, is like, oh, can you see the texture? Do you know? Do you notice? You know, I'm just an idiot. I'm like, this looks like chips to me. Like it's right. like a bag of chips, you know? <laughs> so that was, that was a huge highlight. And the art museum that you guys have there is just incredible too. The architecture of it is so gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. I, I um, I, I don't know. Uh, there's like a spot here in town too called city museum. I don't know if you ever make it that mm, way okay. yet, but if you're into like art, like it's kind of a, living breathing piece of art like it's it's uh you know you can run through like all these different tunnels and kind of things and but like a lot of different uh i mean all kinds of different stuff to look at just like uh different art of sorts uh all mixed throughout the whole uh building so i've heard of that museum that's like one of the most groundbreaking museums in the entire country, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's, it's wild. It's like, like an experiential. Oh, yeah. yeah, I love that. I've always wanted to go there, actually. My friend had a degree in museum studies, and she I remember she was telling me about it. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's impressive what they've uh, been able to do over there. And like I said, now it's like a giant playground, but it's also, you know, art. So it's pretty oh, cool. It's pretty wild. But uh so, uh, so lady, you've been, uh, on, uh, doing the podcast lady journey for, like I said, about a year now, right? Yes. We started last November. So we were, we were just saying, we're like, it, it's been, it's now been nine months. So it is, it is our baby. It yeah. feels like we've been incubating it. And now, you know, we're having the live show. This is the birthday it's coming out. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we, we love the podcast. We feel like you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of comedy podcasts that are like, you know, sex, dating. Um, there's a lot of uh, 
murder ones. We don't really feel like there's anybody doing a podcast that's specifically like this, where it's like, it is actually um, a genuinely a lifestyle podcast, but, you know, Sarah and I are both, you know, deeply traumatized and, and we're just goofy and, you know, doing the best we can, you know, trying to decorate our home with no skills. And now I've, I've bought a loud rug and this, you know, now it's like, now every day I see this rug. It's a, you know, a horrible mistake that I'm just reminded of, you know? So it's like, it's like what real, I feel like you see so many lifestyle blogs or on TikTok and it's like gorgeous, like skinny woman, like today I'm meal prepping. Like she's never had a fear in her life, you know? And we're just kind of trying to show like, what is the real side of actually trying to make yourself feel better, have a business, be, you know, save money for your retirement and not like fall into the trap of just pretending that your life is amazing all the time. And then, you know, convincing everybody to just hop on your pyramid scheme of, you know, send $7 a month and I'll tell you how to start a podcast. All right. Uh, I did. I, I do feel like it's uh, also informative because I, I was listening to the new episode and uh, I learned about uh, Chugi. And yes. uh, I didn't, had no idea that was a word or a thing. Um, so it's, it is, it is. I, I remember I heard it like snips of it here and there. I'm like, what is this? You know, it's like after we came out of the pandemic, everything is different now. And I'm in my 30s. I don't know about you, but I just feel like I, it feels like I went to sleep in March 2020 and I woke up in March 2022. And it's like the world it has passed me by. I felt young. Now I feel ancient. And, and so being chuggy is like what Gen Z, they're using it to oppress us. I would say that um, it's like, just means like out of style, right. you know, it's like the Gen Z equivalent of like the eighties called, they want your shirt back. <laughs> <laughs> and um, you know, it's tough to, it's tough to find out that like, Oh, I guess you just are at a certain point, you're just going to be out of style because you're older right you know you get like that midlife crisis of like i'm 23 i'll never die you know it's (laughs) like well you know when you get in your 30s you're just like oh okay like back pain okay right happening like in the (laughs) it was like the middle times the middle ages like i would have been dead like 18 years ago in childbirth so (laughs) (laughs) i saw good uh TikTok the other day and made me laugh. Like this guy's like, it was like a, you know, infomercial type of thing. And he was like, uh, do you suffer from back pain? Do you, you know, do you, uh, do you ditch your friends so you can stay home and watch TV? Do you, Mm -hmm. do you listen to the same music you listened to in high school? He's like, you're suffering from your thirties. And like, you know, it was just (laughs) like, it was really, really well done, but it was like spot on. I feel like that, like so much, like I'm, I'm 37. So it's like, I'm right there. Like with like, I've all those things like hit a hit right on the head. And like, but I, I feel like that too, with like, you know, even though I'm, you know, when I was listening to you and Sarah talking about that, it was, there was a lot of it. I could tell we were probably in a, a, a similar age bracket where like, cause I was relate, I was very relatable what you were going through and talking about and stuff. I mean, I don't, uh, I don't get as involved in, in fashion, but, uh, I do, I do recognize the trends of what's, you know, I, sometimes I go to, uh, when I even shopping for myself, I'm like, you know, just not really my style. And like a, some of these things that come out and I'm just like, I have a hard time kind of shopping for my own taste. It's just like, 
uh, some of the trends are not really fit for me. And yeah, plus I'm like six, four, 300 pounds. So it's like a little, little trickier trying to even find anything that my size anyway. So yeah, I know it's tough. It's tough. It's like, you don't want to look like, you know, you, we all see like that person that just like still dressing like the nineties, you know, and it's like, you don't want to be like just that person, but then you're like, but that's how I look my best. I'm not going to look my best just pretending that I'm 21 when I'm clearly not, but I do feel like it's kind of, I don't know. It's a weird thing though, because like every time I do find kind of feel like the, the trends are changing and then it's like all of a sudden something from the eighties or in the nineties is coming back. And it's like, I know it's it's, never throw anything away. Just be a hoarder. That's (laughs) my boyfriend. Actually, we updated his wardrobe last summer and um it was really exciting because he he was like he's like the type of guy he's like very minimalist like he was just like oh you know i'm just like i just wear these pants i wear this shirt and you know i was kind of like maybe let's we went to like a few shops that he hadn't seen before like he's just not the type of guy he doesn't go shopping you know so he doesn't know like where to go to get the stuff that he wants so I took him around and we went to, we just went to Uniqlo. We went to H&M. He loved it. It's, you know, it's like very like basic pieces. Uniqlo especially is like well-made basic pieces that, that you can just like the cuts. And it's also just like naturally more updated because, you know, it's like everything's new. It's just like updated cuts. So he got a whole new wardrobe and I was like, oh my God, it just elevated him so much. Whereas like you went from looking like, not like he looked bad, like shabby, but I was, but I just like love all the new stuff that he got. And I feel like he looks so much like he looks great. So I can't recommend Uniqlo enough for guys for just like basic clothes. You know, it's just like easy, easy shopping where you're like, oh, pants, three pairs of pants, like three pairs of like solid color shirts. Right. That's kind of what I do when I, when I do find something I like, I just buy a bunch of them and like, you know, just like, yes. you know, just one of every color kind of thing or something like that. Yes. I love uh, that. But yeah. Uh, so maybe, uh, maybe I'll hold on to those Jinko jeans in case that, that, that trend comes back, you know, maybe that'll oh my God. Co- come back. Around. Yeah. <laughs> it feels like it's back just for women though. It's very yeah. interesting. It's like the low cut, huge jeans are in, and then people wear like little belly shirts with them now. I'm like, ah, interesting. All right. Cause I remember when I was in high school when I was in high school it was like jinkos but it was only certain people it wasn't like the high fashion you know it's, it's almost kind of like grunge is like what the popular girls are wearing now like when I was in high school jinko was like goth adjacent you right. know like ICP you know that kind of and you're right. like those kids are weird you know coming in with like a weird like you know I something's going on with the eye makeup. You're like, did you invent like a new type of eyeliner? Like, what are you doing? Right. You know, so it's it's just interesting. It's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I don't know. I never kind of got never really got into that one, but it, it's funny to see what what the certain ones stick around and which which fads like come back and which ones are, you know, just long gone and i feel like yeah now goth is a timeless fashion i feel like yeah. if you don't want to ever go out of style just be goth because <laughs> right. you're, you're never gonna you just have the black you have the white and then you know you just stay in that lifestyle and then and then you never you never have to buy new clothes yeah i do love i do love a goth aesthetic i feel like it was something that i was like introduced to in high school even though it was you know it's been around since 
forever vampire days i guess who who knows but you're like oh what a gorgeous aesthetic that if you could commit to it in your day-to-day life you just it makes getting dressed so much easier yeah do you have uh, a anything like looking back like uh, that um that you you're real embarrassed by or anything like is there a, oh certain, my God. A, cer- a certain phase uh, that you went through or anything like what a fun question. Oh, absolutely. Well, I had a I had a thing where I was obsessed with the Breakfast Club in high school. I was obsessed with Ali Sheedy for some reason, who she's like the character who's like, you know, she's very like introverted and like into herself. And so I would go to my friend and I like our big our big hobby was going to Value Village and just picking out like insane combinations of stuff or you know, we'd like smoke pot in the parking lot and we'd just like unleash ourselves on the store and be like getting like a floral top with like a weird skirt and just wearing, you know, knee socks. And, and I also had at several points in my life, I've had really, really long hair, like down to my butt, which I did have it. I I started cutting it before the pandemic, but I mean, I had hair that was to the point that my girlfriends would be like, you have cult hair. You (laughs) need to trim. You need to get a trim. Like it's just, it doesn't look good, but I just loved it. And I always, you know, I just had it. And, and during the pandemic, I did start cutting my own hair, watching YouTube videos. And I, I did it one time and I was like, I guess I'm a stylist, you know, I guess I just, I guess I just can do this. And then the second time I did it, I, for some reason, I was like, I will do layers. I like that is in my, that's, that's a skill I have. I was, I don't know what I was doing. I gave myself a full mullet. I'm like brushing it out. I'm like, what, what, what happened? Like I had half of my hair was here. Half of it was here. And I just went to the, my salon in Astoria, Queens, um, art room hair spa. I love them. And they were like laughing in my face. They're like, why don't you just come in? I'm like, Oh, I was afraid. And it's not, it's not an expensive haircut, but I was like, if I go in, I'll get the virus, you know? And they were just laughing. I mean, I, I butchered it. I completely, yeah. and ever since then I've had a short haircut and I'm like, this is just me now, you know, I'm not going back to long hair, but that was my trend in high school where it was just like bottom length hair and just a, like a weird aesthetic. So. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I went, uh, I grew my hair out for a while. I did the, uh, like, I think every. It was like seemed like everybody was doing it for one point, like, uh, but I had like the undercut skater bowl cut kind of thing going on. Oh yes, and I, I and remember I, those days. And I, I think I grew it out to about my shoulders, and then I started really getting active in sports, and it just kind of became a hassle, like trying to keep it yeah. out of my face, and so I ended up just cutting it all off, and I've been pretty much keeping it short since then, but. You know, that's the thing with like anything like that's high fashion. It's like, it is so much maintenance where you're like, am I going to get up every day and just put on, I'm just going to spike my hair every day. Like who has the time to do this? You know, I'm like trying to like make money and live my life. Yep. So it's, it's, it's a commitment and you respect people when you see that, you know, especially like, like, like I was saying, like, like the goth, you know, you're like, you put you really prepared to go to Trader Joe's right now. And <laughs> I respect it. Yep. Uh, well, it was funny because you uh on that uh, Chugi episode. Also, you were talking kind of a, some, some of this a little bit like talking about 
the side parts or the middle part and all, you know, what looks best for you and stuff and all the different, uh, hair trends and things. So, um, I don't know, just funny to think about, like, I, I definitely rocked, uh, the, like it was as a, as a young boy or like the, uh, the side part, like where, uh, and had the, the side spike thing going on. And oh yeah so I was just seeing some pictures of those the other day and I was, it made me laugh thinking about some of the different, uh, silly hair trends we we've did over the years through the nineties and stuff. So Yes, I know. I love it. It's like when you're a young person and you're coming out in the world, I do. There's like a there's like an impulse to, you know, I guess I have an identity, you know, and I think like that's what like the fashion seems extreme to us now. But, it, you know, it's because we're like, oh, like, I don't I remember when I was when I graduated college, I was like, I'm vegetarian. You know, people are like, why do you love animals? I'm like, eh, not really. I guess I'm just like grasping at a personality. <laughs> you know but it's like hey, good for you do it you know find yourself yeah well you uh you so, and, yeah uh, we love we love fashion on lady journey oh, yeah. we also oh oh sorry i think no. we, uh, we had a little break up there uh, you go i was just gonna say uh you can uh hear a lot of this uh more talk about it on lady journey podcast uh yes. all kinds of different uh topics come through there but uh and also uh in uh march of 22 you uh released your debut album right yes yes my album is called a feeling of emptiness and uh i was so excited to do it you know i it, i completely self-produced which was a big undertaking for me and i kind of felt like oh i'm a badass you know like oh I, I, am i ani defranco like i'm creating my own label which i did put it out under lady journey productions so that's my that's my label um but yeah it was um a huge undertaking to just to self produce of just like learning stuff i see why people go with labels now but it is i'm sure like if you have musicians that listen to this podcast they also understand that the downside of going with a label is that you know you are losing a lot of money from the residuals so that was ultimately why I decided to self-produce it. But then you're like, oh, wow, this is a lot of work. It's a lot of stuff that I'm just like learning how to do mm -hmm. in the moment. And so that was kind of hard. But but yeah, I've been doing stand-up in New York for 12 years. And um, this was the big culmination of like all my best jokes, all my greatest hits. I was actually planning on recording it in April 2020. So I took, you know, I took a, about a uh, six months as things were opening back up just to really get the set tight to, you know, run it on the road, go out to different towns. I went to, um, I wanted to get like a slice of different perspectives. So I went to Portland. I went to, um, I was in St. Louis. I was in, um, Raleigh, North Carolina, you know, just taking the album around different places and seeing like, I want something that doesn't just work in like, a liberal bubble or it doesn't just work in like the middle of nowhere like something that's like a good album that i think is like really relatable and in and, and just good joke writing yeah and and you know kind of it's kind of like autobiographical you know just my life as a lady just <laughs> little little gal around town All right. yeah i was really happy with it so people can check it out at my um my website katiehannigan.com slash album so you can buy it through there and it's also on itunes it's everywhere no. Yeah, I gave it a listen uh oh, this, this weekend and I uh, really enjoyed it. Um I like uh I don't know, I like also just like some of the the silly jokes uh, like kind of um 
one that made me kind of got me was uh you're saying um you and your boyfriend are in a fight and it's like well we've been in a fight since i wrote this joke and i'm like <laughs> and it's like stuff yeah. like that like kind of like because you think i mean everybody everybody has a the premise like it's just like you know this today i just thought of this or whatever but it's like you know that material they've been it's been going around for a while but it's just funny that you called it out like that and so those little, yes. little things those little things like that make me laugh about you know comedy like just so it was um but yeah no it really thank it really you. sounds great and it was uh, a lot of fun to listen to and oh, thank so. you i love i love like punchy comedy i mean that's just the style that i have always gravitated towards i love like one-liners i love i love like classic comedians like you know wendy liebman is somebody who's like really kind of like undiscovered but she was a she was like a really a, a breakout artist in the 90s you sure. know but it's very like misdirection um you know kind of like groucho Marx almost or yeah. it's like this is just like or um or um you know joan rivers like that type of comedy is really what i love i also appreciate types of comedy that are a little more like story based or like philosophical you know i love that stuff too but I, for me, I really wanted this to be like a punched up, like fun, just joke heavy album. Cause that's the type of stuff that, you know, when I find it, I'm like, oh my God, I just love it. You know, I just love that. Like Anthony Jeselnik. Oh, well, like oh, what's yeah. he going to, what dark turn is this going to take? You know? Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I agree. Those, uh, that's some of my favorite stuff. And I, um, I don't know. I, I've just been a student of it, I guess. I don't know. I just, been a super fan of comedy i've been you know about everything i grew up on comedy central presents you know just watching all those yes. all the time and like me too um so it's just uh something i comedy's always been uh, a big part of my life and i used to get it a lot i used to go down like i was telling you off mic a little bit but i used to spend a lot of time hanging out here at our local uh st louis funny bone and and that was kind of the thing like everybody would always see me hanging out and i guess that's kind of the the unwritten thing is like if people that are hanging out always kind of want to be on stage and um and so i'd always get asked like what do you, you know do you are you interested in doing comedy and i'm like nah I just, yeah, i'm just a just a fan but i do uh i do think it would be fun to to write maybe like uh you know get involved in in some sort of way like uh whether it was um uh, you know sketch or you know producing mm -hmm. some kind of you know scripts or something like that just kind of get into that world i think it would be uh i think i have funny ideas i just never found myself to be like a, a performer though i've never really been that that character to to want to yeah. take it to take it to stage so i hear that there's something that's so satisfying about writing you know kind of that joke smithing it's like solving a Rubik's cube in a way where you're like, I have a premise. I organically think something's funny about it. And then taking it and being like, ah, I found the thing. I found the thing. It's like, you get the same rush of like solving a Sudoku puzzle for me <laughs> at least, you know? So it's really something that it's just like, it's kind of addictive, keeps you going back of like, you know, it's like playing Tetris or something, getting the line erased. You're like, ah, get that whatever chemical in the brain endorphins or who knows i don't know brain chemicals but oh, right. yeah but i do i do love that aspect of stand-up but i am trying to be a little more i'm trying to be like a little more organic in my style now like i'm working on a new bit that's about i live in between these two dunkin donuts you know and and this is true like 
I am equidistant from two Dunkin' Donuts. One Dunkin' is like, it's just gorgeous. It's like the building's new, the baristas, they're like, you know, amazing skin. They're doing great. And the other one is just like a psycho. I mean, it's chaotic. It's a hellhole. But I only like going to the psycho one because it's just fun. You know, it's just like, it's like, what am I going to see? What horror? I feel like I'm in a haunted house, you know, it's, right. and I, I go to the new one. I'm like, what are you guys even doing? Like, does anyone <laughs> like, I don't respect a single person in here, you know? So it's not quite like punched up, but it is something that I'm like, I want to go from my life experience. And one comedian that I've been really um, interested in lately is Nate Bargatze, who I, I know him and I have watched his comedy for years, but I love that he has a very like, subtle delivery where he's just like kind of organically telling a story and it's not like set up punch set up punch set up punch it's like you're talking it's almost like you're really talking to a friend that you know so I really appreciate that style as I'm going on in comedy and just trying to become more authentic with my delivery yeah uh what what so I was always kind of uh and I got friends that have been here in St. Louis doing it for a long time. And, and, uh, I don't know, like, so, and, uh, did you get started in Indiana? Is that, or did you, st- did you move to New I York? started, I started in New York. So I, I moved to New York in 2008. I went to Butler university in Indianapolis and I got a degree in theater. And so I, I had always loved stand up. I had done improv for years at that time. And I thought either I'll go to Chicago or I'll go to New York. I was going to go to Chicago and do Second City stuff. I had done that a little bit. Um, I ended up getting an internship at an experimental theater in New York. And I so I was here. I was involved in the experimental theater and I was also doing auditions. But at that time, this was kind of like at the very beginning of like the big it was kind of like a comedy boom of the like 2010s, I would say. I was trying to do these auditions, but I I ended up just by like knowing other performers, finding my way into the open mic circuit. And when I was there, I remember the first open mic I went to, the people that I saw at the open mic are now like famous comedians. Like Michael Che was at Mm. the first open mic I was at. And I remember being like, oh, wow, like people are really doing something cool here. It's just people going up. They're just telling the jokes. And some of them were really funny. So from that moment, I was like, I think this is, the right thing because I was doing these auditions where it's, just, it's like you know they're terrible student films it's mostly like pretty misogynistic stuff like I went to an audition once and I I traveled to go to it too they were like we cut your lines we cut the lines for the character but um the main character he's gonna uh, it'll just be your ass your bare ass <laughs> and he'll just wipe up like oil off of it with a piece of bread and he's going to take a bite. So like, would you be okay with that? And I was like, no, like this is not, I went to, I have like a degree in theater. Like why, why wouldn't you tell me that before I even got here? You know? So I wanted something. I was like, I just want to perform. I just want to perform. And then, so going to that open mic, I was like, ah, here's something that I can just write my own lines. So I don't have to worry about like saying the lines of like, you know, some, some like NIFA student who's just like a douchebag has written the lines that I'm playing his girlfriend character. Like you're so amazing. And I'm (laughs) stupid. You know, it's just like, what a nightmare. 
So that's how I got into doing standup. And it took me like about a year before I was like really fully integrated in the scene that I was like going to open mics every night, doing shows. And um, so it was kind of like a little gradual um, immersion. And um, and yeah, it was like really a, an awesome, an awesome path for me. I still do acting, you know, I do acting now and, um, uh, you know, doing auditions and stuff like that. But even if you are, an actor, unless you're like really famous and on, you know, on TV shows, it's like a lot of actors that I know in New York, they have like periods of dry spells where it's like, they'll book something and then they're just back in class, you mm-hmm. know, keeping going. So I, I was like, ah, uh, this is a good way for me. You know, now I kind of do both where it's like, you know, I am doing, you know, the auditions when I get them, but then, you know, stand up is kind of my other life that I, that I can do every night, which is something that's really great about it. Yeah. I, uh, wasn't well, not very long ago. I sat and watched uh, Crashing, uh, mm, yes, Pete, with Pete yeah. Holmes and uh, mm-hmm. on HBO. And I've and on it, I've like I've you know I'm known a little bit about the New York stand up scene and stuff. But like I felt like that was a really a really good like insider look at like the truth or you know like the reality of what it's like being you know getting started as a as a comic in New York and trying to hustle from the different you know, different rooms and everything else. And um, yeah, you know, I, I love that show. And I love like, I really love the character that's portrayed by Dov Davidoff. Mm-hmm. It's like, he's like the, um, the guy who's like the bringer, right. he's like organizing the bringer shows. And you're like, oh my God, they really hit that type of person. Uh, they hit the nail on the head where you're like, I, I was watching it like, oh my God, they're actually doing parodies almost of people that I know. Like, and then they had in the fourth season, they had like the roast battle. And um, that was like right around the time that roast battles were like really, really big. And I was doing them too. I was like in on that scene of like, oh, this is like, a you know, this is like the a big, exciting thing. And I just, I was like kind of surprised it's like really taking stuff from real life so literally right um but yeah it was it was really interesting it was really interesting show yeah i just i mean like i said i as as you're kind of describing some of it that's where my mind went like as kind of like uh i thought that was a really well done uh version of of you know kind of how what it's like for comedians getting started there and stuff so uh obviously you kind of you know maybe maybe some of it played up for dramatic purposes but uh you know it was yeah it was a cool definitely look at- the the timeline of people right. i'll say where he's like he's yeah. you're just you're just like up moving through the scene in a year like yeah. i don't know All right. <laughs> i don't know that i've seen somebody start comedy and then a year later be like working the clubs but yeah. i guess it could happen yeah. because if you're a white man i guess <laughs> the sky is the limit <laughs> no just kidding just kidding i don't want anyone to get upset but um uh well yeah you uh so you've been uh, doing this for a while. We got the album out there. You got uh, the podcast going. Um, we got uh, some dates coming up. Like I said, uh, you're hitting the road a little bit, and you'll be here in St. Louis on August 19, 20, and 21. And 21 will be the live recording with Nikki Glazier at wow. uh, Helium Comedy. So um, that'll be a, a super fun night. And um, I guess for everything you can find uh, – katiehannigan.com and get your uh, the rest of your dates and uh the podcast and the album and all that stuff so yeah uh, but uh i got uh some questions i've been go- asking and get your uh 
take on some of these. Oh, fun. Uh, love it. So, um, all right. Uh, day comes along. We have a, uh, Katie Hannigan action figure. What, what would you like to see with your, your like three accessories to go with your action figure? Oh, that's fun. Well, okay. Let's see. I guess I would have to have my, I have a, a handbag that has, it's a space themed handbag, which I'm known for. I've just had it forever. So it's like, it is one of those handbags that someone's like, who's is this? It's like, that's Katie Hannigan's right. space, space print handbag. <laughs> And so I keep, I keep everything in there. So that would have to be number one. Number two, I say, um, chapstick. I have to have it with me at all times. Um, although I don't know what I would necessarily use it for. Like if I was an action figure, maybe it could be like, I don't know, like a little knife or something getting home right. safe at night. <laughs> it converts to like a, one of those little, um, coupons. Right. Um, and I don't want to say phone. I feel like that's so hacky to say, even though I am like glued to my phone, like everyone else, but maybe, um, how about a little notebook, little notebook where I am armed with my thoughts, yeah. my, <laughs> my, my knowledge is power. And I'm writing down my little thoughts in my notebook. For me, this is more less action figure, more Barbie, I guess. Like, this <laughs> yeah. is like open mic Barbie. Right. I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah. My, my, my wife's, uh, the same way with the chapstick. She's like, got one in the car, one in her purse. One, you know, she's like, one on the couch, yeah. like they're just, she has them everywhere. So I have handicapped myself. I have handed, <laughs> I am like, I'm like one of those, like, uh, those bulldogs that they like, can't really breathe. Like that's <laughs> how it's like, I can't exist in the world without chapstick. It is. Right. I've forgotten it for an hour. I mean, it's just my entire mouth. I'm like, <laughs> you know, and you're a, an adult. You, I'm like, I'll buy it. I have to right. go buy it. I can't like ask a friend, like, hey, does anyone have any oil here that I yeah. can just flather on my mouth? <laughs> uh, yeah. I always, uh, laugh thinking about that scene in uh, Napoleon dynamite too. Like just go down to the nurse. I know she got like five sticks down there. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I love it. I love yeah. Napoleon dynamite. Yeah. All right. Um, all right. The day comes along. We have a uh, Katie Hannigan biopic. Who would you like to see cast to play you in the movie version? Oh, interesting. I guess unless I'm like a hundred years old, I would play myself because I'm an actor, you right. know, and I'm like also a narcissist. So <laughs> it would be very painful for me to relinquish. I was in a show several years ago called, I forget. I think it was, called, oh, I remember it was called Crazy Love. And it was a show on Oxygen Channel before it used to be Oxygen was like channel for women. Now it's like a murder channel. They like rebranded, which I think is so funny because I'm like, yeah, I was on that channel. You know, I was on a show on <laughs> the right. murder channel. A story that and this I'm just like blowing the lid off of this on this podcast that you were supposed to send in a story. And when they asked for submissions, they said it can be real. It can be made up, whatever. Send in a story of something crazy you've done for love. So I was like, okay, I just made up a whole story about like this whole thing of like, I liked a guy. So I lied and said, I knew how to play basketball. I mean, it was an outlandish tale and they accepted it. They cast me in it. Then, then they're like calling me, like, just so you know, I had to do a few newspaper interviews because they like loved it. They, they loved it. They were like, just so you know, we, we 
we do not say that the story is made up under any circumstances in the newspaper interview. They had like the internal people calling me. I'm like, but I'm getting to the shoot. They're like, don't say that it's made up. Is it made up by the way? I'm like, yeah, this is an insane story. It would be insane if this actually happened. But, um, but yeah, so I'm blowing the lid off of it. But anyway, so I'm telling the story and then they had cast another girl to do the reenactment version of it. And I remember watching it. I met her, actually. I met her at some show on the scene in New York. And I was like, why wouldn't they just let me do it? I have the skills. They have no lines. So anyway, I guess like I would give this girl a break and allow her to play me again. Yeah. She's now my 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 double. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, yeah. What? Uh, is that like available anywhere? Can you? I think it's, I'm sure it's out there. It's yeah. called My Crazy Love. I, it's probably on iTunes, I feel right. like. If anybody, want, if anybody wants to go watch it. I was on the same episode as a comedian called Wally Collins, who I know him. And he had a really funny story on there, too. I think his story was true. But it was just like a whole show of like just stuff people yeah. did. That was like crazy dating stories, you know. And um, yeah, and I fully lied. On <laughs> that, so. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Um, all right. What uh, we kind of, we talked about some different shows uh, and stuff. But is there a uh, a movie or a TV show you wish you were in? Is there is there a certain uh, wow. one you watch where you like you think about like I could, I wish I had that role or I could or I could see myself in a, this ca- type of character or something like that or. Oh, I love any, it. I mean, I, you know. I am an I am an actor, so it's like almost everything I watch. I'm like, why wasn't I? Why didn't I get seen for that role? You know, like a, a psychotic, uh, like a mentally ill um, person that I am. Um, but I would love to do. I I um, would love to do an episode of Law and Order. I think I would be a great. You know, I do I do like a lot of comedic stuff. Or you know, I was just recently in um, a PBS kids i did voiceover for um a new show that's coming out it's like a phone show it's called city island so that's going to be really fun but you know i do like goofy like quirky girl i'm like cast me as the hardened cop (laughs) cast me as the person who's like dealing crystal meth out of a van (laughs) i think i could nail it like give me a chance you know because i do do like dramatic acting but you know when you do stand up people are like "Ah, it's like the wacky sister So I'd love to really just yeah. be Nicolas Cage in Face Off. There you go. Yeah, I'm a I'm a huge uh, Law and Order SVU fan. That's are you? That's uh, my that's my show. Love it. Yeah, it sucks you in. Hell yeah. But yeah, that'd be uh that would be fun. I don't know. That's kind of like a goal of mine. Like a um kind of a bucket list thing is not really uh, to be a full on actor and so but just like have a like a one-line cameo and and one of those shows like that and just like my 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 one moment so oh it'd be great yep um but uh yeah i uh i don't know this this has been a lot of fun i'm really glad we got to hang out today katie um me too um, thank you so much i'm uh, looking forward to uh come to see you live here in st louis and maybe uh we can hang out and enjoy Absolutely. some enjoy some toasted raviolis or something or whatever. Yes. So. Yes. Yeah. So I'm so looking forward to seeing you too. We've got the show. Our big show is August 21st, 7 p.m. Nikki Glazer, Lady Journey. 
Helium Comedy Club, St. Louis. So yeah. thank and I'll, you. And I'll link everything up in the description and stuff. You can get some tickets if uh and then of course, like I said, everything at katiehannigan.com too. So yep. Um, but uh yeah, and uh I don't know. This was, this was a lot of fun. I'm really glad we did this. So, me so thank too. you for uh, spending some time with me. Yeah. Thank you, Shane. And uh, I'll see you soon. Bye. Bye everyone. <laughs>